0: I'll be too nervous to. I'm lost the word. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Lost Word betting podcast. I'm joined by Jason Daniels. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, good. I'd have been better if Matty Schmidt got over the line yesterday, which I think I probably said three or four weeks ago as well uh, when he when he cocked up that other one at the Andalusia Masters, but didn't feel like he actually cocked up yesterday. It was just one of those didn't get close enough. Um, lovely to see Jay guess win uh, for the first time in nine years with everything he's dealt with on and off, of course. So um, good to see that. And then Max Homer, Jace, uh lapping up in. Yeah. South. yeah. yeah Does that... I mean, I think you hold Max Homer in quite high esteem anyway, and and we all do, I think. But, like, does it change your perspective on him at all coming over here and dominating like that in South Africa?
1: I think it shows you um, the difference between a genuine top 10 player in the world Mm. um, and the rest. But, yeah, look, it's – and JT played all right, didn't he, as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, So does it change my opinion on him? doesn't actually I always thought he was he was everyone was having a go and saying uh, um, you haven't done it in majors etc etc you know it's, that, it's, that, that's everyone's biggest everywhere else isn't
0: it yeah and that's everyone's biggest hang-up isn't it that he doesn't do it in the majors and I think and I can't I can't definitely remember so I wasn't going to call out the person that said it um, but on Sky Sports I'm pretty sure I heard them they were talking about his kind of major chances next year and they sort of went, ah, oh, the open championship, like he's not done it in the wind, like so not really there. And I thought, well, he's only ever had one top ten in the major. It That's came at right. the open a week after finishing twelfth at the Scottish Open. So um if I did hear that correctly, whilst I was sort of half paying attention, then um slightly concerning statement. But I think he'll be good in the majors next year. I think oh, it's, okay. I, I think it takes people time. I think he's got the top ten monkey off his bat now. Um I think he will be fine.
1: It's a very weird thing. I know you're judged by the majors, but yeah. they are for unique tournaments. Um, okay, apart from Augusta, obviously. Yeah. You're playing about all over the place, uh, The setup. Uh, does it make you? I mean, I don't think anybody's ever said Homer's a, a legend. Yeah. He's a very, very solid top ten player in the world. Um, and no, like I say, to judge him on on a major effort, I think he's. Yeah, I think it does him a disservice, to be perfectly
0: honest with you. Well, I think think the point you made there about them being like unique tests is is the important one, that like one, Augusta is the only one that's kind of the same course every year. If you don't like Augusta, that's one you can mark off the calendar every year. Um, If you're not an Open Championship type player, that's two. And then the US Open and and PGA obviously switch to different types of tests. I think the PGA is more like a US Open now than it ever has been, which kind of then pigeonholes that and like then you have to peak at the right time this is hard like it and probably actually the people that continually contend in these majors even though they don't win them all probably get you know not enough credit like to actually be able to peak for those same four events every single year no matter what the course is is impressive enough in itself so um yeah just a couple of kind of thoughts on that
1: it would have been nice to see him there this week somehow um, Yeah. I know he couldn't be, but it it would have been very nice to see him there this week um, against, you know, a major field, really, in effect, or a European major field, should we say? Yeah. Um, so it would have been good to see what he does against that lot. But yeah, lot. It was first time looked at, at the Gary Player course, and quite frankly, it, it was it was it was too good. And That was it. Simple as that. He was the best player in the in the field. I, you know. No, no excuse. I mean, I, d- I did think you need to look at the track, yeah. um, as most of them did that finished uh, in the top 10. But he was just too good. At the end, they four shots is is very, very impressive margin. there.
0: Yeah, he rammed home one from 38 feet or whatever, didn't he? It was flying in the hole. You said very, very good top 10 player in the world or certain top 10s in the world. Now, I almost argue him top five now um, or currently. I guess. So,
1: it's always currently, isn't it? Look at JT. Yeah. It's always, look at John Spieth. It's always currently, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So I would say you've got Scheffler, Rory, Ram, Hovland, Homer, I would say is is the five. And then you've got Cantlay, Schoeper, yeah, sure. yeah. after that, I think. Um, yeah. So Because I think he's only, what, one behind Cantlay and, or one behind Scheffler and two behind Cantlay maybe now on the PGA Tour. Um, yeah, so... I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes next season, but that's plenty on Max Homer for now. Um, yeah, DP World Tour is a lot of lot of interest in terms of like people are already upset that Rory's already won the the race to Dubai. Yeah, well, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's stupid, isn't it? Golf is stupid the way it, it's uh. just ridiculous. It's just a nonsense. PJ Tour was bad enough when it had the wraparound stuff. Yeah. Um, then when you had Players winning the DP World Title by playing, you know, half a dozen times and just turning up at the big ones. It, it's, it's 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 what it is, isn't it. It's. Um, I think. To be fair, Rory is the best. Rory, mm, Rory Van, maybe. Um, but to to wrap it up before the the final. I mean, I'm glad the PJ Tour obviously goes a um, proper full season next year. Yeah. But it's all very silly. I mean. Yeah, the European rankings are silly. You've 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 got Rory's already wrapped it up before the Q school finishes, and then you've got the finale. Yeah. it's just a bit all over the shop, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but, I, the only thing I would say in in the defence of this is at least he's won two of the top five yeah, yeah, yeah. of the thing, right? Like he's won the Scottish Open and the, and Abu Dhabi or Dubai, whichever one it was Dubai maybe. Um, like. Whereas before, like, he's kind of won it without even winning on the DP World Tour and then just played well in the final one and won it. Like, it felt this time like he did actually almost deserve it. I mean, you look at kind of the Moronks and the Foxes and, and people like that, that you think, OK, well, you've played 23 events or 25 events or whatever. Like, you probably deserve it more. But, like, it's not their fault, is it? That it's skewed in, in the wrong way. So, um No, but yeah.
1: I mean, then, then you look at you look at something like the, the FedEx playoffs, yeah, which are – a farce but at least somehow the top lot yeah the top lot have a have a final I know it's ridiculous that you know you can start at 15 or whatever 12 shots behind and and whatever and that's nonsense but at least there's a a chance for everybody to win it yeah Um, having said that you know I'm not going to argue if if either quite frankly if either Rory Rahm or Hovland won it I wouldn't argue so yeah it's fine it's fine then we've got the
0: final one before we actually go on to the events themselves. We've got this kind of mini sort of leaderboard going as well with the, the PGA Tour cards, haven't we? Um, yeah, that's, so that's quite
1: good.
0: Yeah. I actually quite enjoy this, but it's not great for the DP World Tour in the long run. But if you look at it, Adrian Moronk, Ryan Fox, Victor Perez, Dorbjorn Olesen, Alexander Bjork, Sammy Valamacki, Robert McIntyre, Jorge Campillo, Ryo Hetsasune and Rasmus Hoygaard are currently the card holders on the PGA Tour. Uh, Mimou Lee and Nikolai Hoygaard have already got theirs um, so far. So is Vincent Norman. So they're the three in that kind of rankings that, that don't need the cards. So on the periphery, you've got Yannick Paul, Marcel C, Matthew Pavon, Sebastian Soderbergh and Jules and Soderberg's an interesting one. I don't know quite how he's managed to get himself in that mix, but yeah. <laughs> there's there's he four. He was actually players. high on the list last week and I totally ignored him. I thought yeah. oh, it's that, that's the only one I can't quite get my heads around. Like you can understand how a Ollison or a Bjork or whatever's got their kind of like they've been playing really consistent golf all season, but the fact that potentially a Soderbergh can get a PJ Tour card this week is slightly
1: weird. Um uh, yeah. i I'd, I'd just request some of them not to sell their houses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of them won't. Um, it. The only one I can't really work. At, like, it feels like Victor Perez. I don't know quite how he's managed to be top five under. It's done nothing. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't get that at all. Um, he won. Did he win? The, he won the event at the start of the season, didn't he? he like,
1: did. Yeah. That's what yeah. kicked off. Obviously. Struggled home, didn't he? More, yeah. Struggled home, lived home Like he. I mean, amazing. Don't get me wrong. Amazing. Fantastic player at his best, but he really hasn't done done an awful lot has he really
0: so that shows the weighting of those events doesn't it because he won Abu Dhabi and he's basically just lived in the top five since but he's just not looked I mean actually interestingly hit the ball really nicely last week and maybe someone to kind of look at this week but like I wouldn't expect him to go on and win it the way he's playing so without further ado then let's go into the DP World Tour Championship um Jace you look at the role of honour at this event and you've obviously already said to me earlier in, in messages and things like that that unless you're a major winner you don't really win here and that is right at the moment you've got um, you know John Rahm winning it three of the last four years has not he um, Rory's won it a couple of times Fitz has won it a couple of times it is an event that basically goes to the top player you've got Rahm Morikawa Fitzpatrick Rahm Willett Rahm Fitzpatrick McIlroy Stenson twice Rory so you've Got to go back to Alvaro Quiros and Robert Coulson well, and Lee Westwood. So the first three winners of, of this tournament weren't major winners, and the rest of them are. Um,
1: well, all right, well, serious major contenders, then yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I'm, I'm a, an apologist for Westwood, but um, you <laughs> yeah, know, he was major, he was major class, wasn't he? He was major calibre, yeah. So
0: the only sort of one I the sort of thing I came back to you on earlier is that you know, Afib lost by one, um. Andy Sullivan lost by one, and who else did I? Have? I can't remember who else I said now. Um, but there was we two said, there, wasn't there? We at...
1: Yeah, like De
0: has been there, Bjork has been there. You, you,
1: so. you are, you are. My my counter argument against against that was that's fine, yeah, but you pick the one rag yeah. that's going to split the five yeah. top grade players. That that was that was my only thing. But um, yeah, no, it's we, who knows? We'll let you know in six days' time whether you were right or I was right.
0: Absolutely. Well we'll see, won't we? Um Roy McElroy five to one. Victor Hovland and John Rahm eleven to two. Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood and Matt Fitzpatrick fourteen to one. And then Min Lee and Tom Kim eighteen to one. Um as I kind of said there, Jason, at the top of the show, John Rahm three. Uh, he's played it four times, he's won three times and finished fourth on the other occasion. Uh, Victor Hovland finished third on his debut, and then Roy McElroy's won it twice uh should have won it again was it two or three years ago now when he ripped his shirt up um yeah like it's pretty hard to even look past maybe even the top three let alone the top six in the betting
1: yeah yeah i think i, I think it's impossible i genuinely i i mean i have got one in the top lot because you have to have one in the top lot yeah um i think it happens pretty safe each way yeah um and do I think he can win yeah he can be on based on on the the very strong form with um, uh, Wentworth and um, uh, the Dunhill links yeah you know that's huge form Um, so based on that yeah I I am going with that in each way Um, and and I just think you can make your case the same case for for everybody really I mean it's just just very, very difficult, isn't it? I mean, in, in terms of Hatton, the only thing I'd say is after a break, how they operate after a break. And after he was uh, 27th at US Open, Hatton came back after a month off and was six at the Scottish Open. Yeah. Um, potentially could have won this, I think, last year. I think, or was it against Fitzpatrick anyway? Um, it was last year, uh, yeah. You know, he's a top-grade player, um, obviously. Um, I think he deserves a, a win as well. It's been quite a long time. Yeah. There between drinks um, and everything he does, and every every um, correlation um, with the with the those two tournaments, or you know anything in the uh, desert points to Hatton having a you know no, no more a better chance than, than somebody like Fleetwood. To be honest with you, there. Um, Fleet, yeah Fleetwood or Fitzpatrick. Yeah, um, I just thought he for me looks the most solid. He's going to be the one that's I think he's going to be hungry. Hungry to get the win, and if you're going to be offered six places, I I, I, can't, I can't see him being at the first six. But he's the one that's just going to keep going and keep going and keep going, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you say, if he ends this season without a win, it'd be pretty criminal, like even on both sides. I mean, he probably deserved one of the PJ Tour, he's been there in big events, he, he's had plenty of chances. I think he was at one point. For, for at least the first half of the season, he was like third in strokes going toast on the PJ tour. Like he was, he was consistently one of the better players every single time he teed it up. And even on the DP world tour, he hasn't been able to get it done. Um, Yeah. he, he It would be a complete disappointment, I guess, if he ended 2023 without, without a win, uh, he slipped down to seventh in the end strokes going toast on the PJ tour. That's still pretty good going. I mean, him and Fleetwood top seven without wins is, is crazy. Um, I've gone with Fitzpatrick only on the basis that he's got the couple of wins here. He's got the second. He's finished inside the top 10 in six of his eight starts here, um, which is ridiculous. I mean, top 10, if you just maybe more narrowed it down to the top five, it's it's five times out of nine or eight. Um, I just can't. I can't look past him. Like a win, a second and a third in his last five starts, 13th and 18th and the other two starts in that span as well. He's just playing unbelievable golf once again. Like I I felt he'd gone on a little bit of a he disappeared a bit. Like we got all excited about him. He hits the ball a lot further now and, and all of a sudden he's this total player. And then he he kind of sort of pissed off a bit. And then he goes and wins the heritage. And then he wins uh the Dunhill Links. Okay, that was whatever it was. It wasn't the most perfect test, but third at the Crowns, uh second at the BMW championship when he was 54 hole leader there. Could argue he struggled a couple of times on Sundays when it's mattered. Um, but for me, he's going to be right at home, and fourteen to one is uh, is too big for me. Um, what about? Sorry, me.
1: would you look at him without the uh, top three? Because I, I think it's impossible. I think I think if all of them three turn up, yeah, um, with with their top game, not is it going to be fantastic viewing? Yeah, but I think it's actually impossible to split.
0: Yeah, I think
1: yeah, you probably have to
0: give it a look is are those markets out yet the they out? Are, uh, it without they are
1: 365 are doing that in three last year they were doing it without the top whatever it was i presume that would just be them three um, yeah given their prices so yeah 365 are out but as you know my internet is crap so I can't I'll, bring, I'll bring out later yeah. right. let's have a look um where is it i mean my, i've only got two bets in this one's till hatton and, and obviously there is another and they're, they're they're both connected with the very very same tournament so
0: him uh. out there we go so you've got betting without victor hovland rory mccroy and john rahm so fitzpatrick's 15 to two Terrell hatton 10 to one so the 10 to one on oh, Hatton. oh okay. that's
1: good that's good yeah, there's I actually like
0: there's actually no benefit to betting him in the in the main one is it
1: really 14. No, no that's good 10 to one yeah love it love it um and that's five places as well
0: if you really wanted to each way it, but yeah. Um, yeah, so ten to one, yeah, 10 that. Fitzpatrick yeah. fifteen to two, both of them. I mean Fitzpatrick had literally been asked to take half the price, so that's slightly different. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's potentially the way to go. Um, I've got two more bets, and I, I discussed a couple of other ones um, in the chat earlier, but I didn't get to them in the end. Uh, who's your other pick in this minute?
1: Uh Ryan Fox. Okay. Again, without without the top three, so um,
0: he's twenty to one without the top three.
1: Right, you have to look past the last two out obviously, um, but I think that's probably giving you the price as well. But he's he's, you know, again, it's it's exactly the same as Hatton in effect. Um, obviously, nowhere near the class, mm. but Danny Willett, as you know, has uh, went Wentworth, the Dunhill Links, uh, and this. Um, yep. Hatton was runner-up um, uh, at the DP World, runner-up to Fox at Wentworth, and obviously won 2020 in Wentworth. Um, will it beat Hatton in the 2021 Alpha Daniel Links? Obviously, Hatton's won that twice anyway, and it just goes on. Robert Carlson, if you want to go back, which is really really cruel, because uh, hmm. I was on him in Potter um, quite a lot of money that weekend when Carlson just went mental down the back nine. He's won the Alpha Daniel Links and the DP as well. So you only have to look back. Well, three runs for him to be second at the Alfredo Links, which is obviously already won as well. Five tournaments away, he won at Wentworth from a top grade field. And before that, he was third at the Irish Open. So I think there has been a um, market move further down the board because yeah. of the two um, pretty pisspot performances, if you want to know. Right. I was on Ryan Fox last week, and at one point, he was three under going into the back stretch of the first round, and nothing ever happened after that. Now it may be that something's gone wrong, but I can't read. I haven't read anything about it. He seems to be well up for it. Uh, I'm sure if there was anything wrong, he wouldn't be playing. He wouldn't have played last week, particularly. Um, He's already got his PGA card. He's top 50 in the world. Everything he's got anyway for next year. Um, So it might just be one of those things. Unfortunately, Um, he's a better player than ever, obviously, and I'm happy that. I won't be taking him with because I don't want to chase one or two places, uh, but I'll chase five places without without them three in it in the market. So everything he does, it's it's exactly the same as last, very much like the PGA. I think you've had three weeks that if you fancied somebody the week before, you could sort of carry on, unless you're on that shape bet here, which is you get <laughs> uh, But uh, yeah, I like it. I like I like Ryan Fox here. I think he'll prove his last two runnings to be. Um, wrong and the, the only issue I'd have perhaps on some of these is if they have tied their next year's privileges up Yeah. then if they are I don't know if they are 40th at halfway do how, they, much do they, how much do they yeah. actually bother getting 10th because there's nothing for them really
0: well it's not even like they're going to sort of try and play for weeks to come either is there like it's literally a drop off to all of us isn't it, doesn't it? no pga events after next week there's no events that they are going to be interested in i guess fox might go and play australia uh, yeah i would
1: think so yeah yeah but at least one anyway doesn't need a tune
0: up for it does he so um look i think i think the one when i look at fox for just from a you know course perspective he's played here three times and his best finish is 19th but that was the same situation at wentworth um maybe not quite as dramatic but like he hadn't had a real top finish at Wentworth and he played there quite a few times. Then when you actually dig slightly deeper on Torti, it's in his efforts here. He was fourth after round one, 11th after round two on debut. He had a third round, 68 on his second start. And then last year, he got better after every round. So it could be that he's just kind of sussing it out. Like Not everyone's a uh, Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Fleetwood, Rory, Rahm, are they that can go and get it? Hovland uh, on their first go. It does sometimes take a couple of people a couple of goes to get used to it. So... um, He's proven it, hasn't he? He's proven it that he can come from not having the best bank of course forms to do it. So that would be my only one negative, and, and he can probably answer it.
1: I think it's difficult. I think, like I say, once you pass that, probably first five, isn't it? Yeah. First six. Seven. maybe. I mean, Tom Kim, I love. I love Tom Kim. I mean, you know, he's only just started, isn't he? He's unbelievable. But I, I can't see him being long enough to, to actually beat all of these um I think he's certainly good enough plenty good enough he just hasn't got the game I don't think
0: I think he I think he's better suited to those more traditional tests isn't he yeah, like absolutely. the works and, and the things like that, that that actually play into his kind of skill set I don't know if these Middle Eastern ones do I mean look he can go and win by four he's that good mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I wasn't necessarily tempted by him um in this one um not with Fitzpatrick the way he was next one for me was Nikolai Hoygaard I just I can't get over his kind of upside. I think I I don't know whether he's gonna be like we're gonna look back at this at five years' time. Hoygaard's won this and he's also won a I don't know, PGA championship or whatever, and you go, there's another major winner that won the the um the DP World Tour championship. But I don't I wouldn't rule that out. You know, he, he's a really high quality player, he's got all the skill set you need. Three top fives in his last six starts, including a runner up last week didn't have his game for good parts of the weekend and still managed to get around to second. And even the weeks that he struggled in the last five or last six, um, he shot 67 at Wentworth and uh, 65 in both the Zozo and the Shriners. So he's just playing that well now that even when he hasn't got it for the full week, he, he can kind of get a low round in him. And I think if he can just get that to start with, it will come into sort of a lot of positivity and fourth on debut here in his only start, 11th in approach last week, 19th T to green. Yeah, really, really impressed with Nikolai Hoygaard. He's obviously got that win um, at the Raz Al Championship, which is another Middle Eastern event. He's got the fourth here. He's got the 10th at the Abu Dhabi Championship, 13th again at Raz Al his fifth off 54 holes. So he obviously likes the Middle East. But yeah, I think it was very tough, actually, between Nikolai Hoygaard and, and Rasmus Hoygaard for me. Um, but I've gone with Nikolai. I just believe in him slightly more
1: at the moment, I think. Yeah, I can't. No, 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 no split this field up into the top lot, and then probably the next 10 and yep. then you can do what you like with the rest really because no chance
0: do do you think the potential winners ends at ryan fox uh
1: i, I liked ollison i looked yep. at ollison quite quite heavily norman's got the game for here but might be too inexperienced um and then bob's really interesting it, it wouldn't surprise me for the win the last year to win the last yeah, to win the last, um, last event of the year but I, I still don't think it's it's not all there for him so um, gonna leave him alone um, and then yeah I, I think in terms of winning yeah, yeah that, 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 that's it Lucas Herbert was interesting obviously on desert form but can I see him win current I just can't I just think then them, those three so oh, oh, okay those three yeah. uh, Hatton Fleetwood Fitzpatrick if they all play below form, I'd be amazed. Yeah. They're just they're just too good and and that's it at the end of the day. So, you know, why waste your time? You've got another tournament where, you know, there's there's some, you know, really nice stuff to look at and, and a bit more interest. So why spend your time trying to guess what's gonna be I mean, I love Morocco, you know, yeah. but can I see him beating this field? No. Not yet anyway.
0: Well, that leads us on very nicely to to Brad's pick, who so has gone with memory Lee at eighteen to one. Um, he's kind of pushing to be in that kind of class of the, the Hattons and the Fleetwoods of the world. He's probably more along the lines of Moronk at the moment, I would say. Uh, Moronk actually more accomplished in terms of wins. Uh, two starts in release 16th and 12th. And we also know that he's obviously played really well in his last two starts. He won that Macau uh, event on the Asian Tour and then finished it for the Zozo Championship on a course that wouldn't necessarily suit him. It's quite claustrophobic in part. So... Add that to 14th at Wentworth and 7th at the Irish Open. You can certainly see the case for Mimou Lee, he just wasn't quite for me at the odds. Um, and then Adrian Moronk is the other one for, for Brad, who has obviously added the Andalusia Masters. Really impressive there over the weekend to kind of take that away from everybody else. And then 15th again last week at the Ned Bank. Yeah, uh, there's, there's not really anything to. To kind of say negative about it, I just it's whether you believe he can win, which you're saying you don't.
1: Well, I don't at the price, no. Yeah, I don't at the price. I mean, I love Morocco. I think he's fabulous, and and we discussed him about going to America. Yeah, and I think he'll do okay on the right tracks. I think he will. I think he'll be like, well, they they've got similar results anyway, him and um, Nikolai, haven't they? Over yeah. Already, um, and I think they'll do well on the right track. I I, I can see them potentially keeping their cards, um. But, yeah, can they beat? It's just, they're just elite. It's elite. And they're not elite, yeah. That's it? Not right. yet. It's elite on elite golf course. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Um, where there is, there's a reason to try and win this. Um, you know, so elite players on elite golf course with a reason to win. It's going to be very, very difficult to knock them over.
0: Yeah. No, completely understand. Let's call this section Chase the Place. I'm going with... Um, <laughs> alexander bjork um yeah plays well in the desert, he, yeah 17th 12th and second here in three starts and then as you say plays well in the desert he, he's second here second at raz al-qaima sixth for the dubai desert classic sixth for the Qatar masters 12th again here and 13th in Abu Dhabi. like he he loves this part of the world he's had the best season of his career despite not getting the win that he's had earlier in his, in his career and Look, I loved the fact that when he finished 10th last week, it was fifth in approach and fifth in tee to green again. That's been the the hallmark of his season. He's really, really ranking highly in tee to green, despite the fact that his off-the-tee weakness in terms of distance is is clearly inhibiting. Um, And that is the fact that I love that, the fact that he's finished 17th, 12th in the second year without being the biggest hitter. Um, Fourth after round one on debut, inside the top 10 after two rounds in the second start and then best start so far finishing second last time Um, so yeah I think the progression of Alexander Bjork both at this golf course and as a player over the last year suggests that he's decent each way value uh, the 55 to six places but again if you're if you're saying three of the top six are almost certainly going to finish in those places you are scratching around for that, that final place but he would be the one that I think can break it for me um And the one with Brad, uh, final pick for him is Sammy Valamaki, who is 100 to 1, or there is actually 110 to 1 if you want to take the five places, 90 to 1 uh, with the six places. And I do get the case is pretty straightforward for Valamaki. He's played here once, finished fifth, uh, and he won recently. You know, it's very straightforward. He's got that win. Uh, He was 26th last week uh, after winning for the first time in a little while. He hit the ball pretty well. Um, 13th in strokes Gain approach and 2017 is great and so solid effort last week on top of winning so completely see that the case for valamaki it's just like you say how many of those are you going to try and get in those remaining places
1: um, i've got absolutely no idea how jen's dan talk <laughs> 49 on the on the rankings and got in here i mean i, I don't get me wrong I'm great you know yeah. i've got no problem with him at all great absolutely love him he was great on the challenge tour 20 years ago Years ago, about 12 years ago, but you know, what the hell? There should well, be yeah. a market as to who finishes last, actually. That'd be more
0: interesting. Well, that'd be very competitive with the look at the bottom, but like, I actually just on that front don't know how. I mean, he got a second at Saddle, third at the SDC championship, the, um, yeah.
1: But did the so, um, what's it called? The, yeah, third at the uh, Barracuda, wasn't
0: Barracuda, I don't know if that would have counted. Co- I
1: don't know, I've no idea, don't
0: yeah. Know. Um if he didn't, then it's the second and the third that has basically outweighed the terrible, 50, 57 other miscuts that he's had. Um, terrible, terrible. It's amazing when you point out the fact that Jens Dantop is here, the people that have missed out. Uh, Aaron Rye didn't make it. I know he's obviously you know, gone enough, he? to the PJ Tour more often than not. Richie Ramsey's been a pretty decent fixture for most of the year. Matthew Jordan, Richard Mansell, Sean Crocker. Um, yeah. Matthew Baldwin, one, isn't there. Um, exactly.
1: Simon from one didn't he? Yeah. Early long, I did some really good... Um, Nick Beckham's one doesn't he, as well? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's just A few,
0: few players that have won that have not managed to get in. I almost wonder if like you should get in if you win. Like, I don't know if that should be... A... Yeah, it's,
1: I think that's
0: fair. Because if you, if you can get in based on second and third and doing nothing else, why can't a win get you in no matter what field strength it is? So, um, Yeah,
1: yeah interesting. argument, isn't it? Yeah
0: another conversation isn't it but is it a, is it a DP World Tour Championship if you haven't got four or five of the winners from the tour it's it's an interesting one um, in fact there's a couple of names I mean I know Nacho Elvira comes to life towards the end of the season but I'm surprised he's here um but alas he is um big drop off with Elvira Brown and Dan Top at the bottom of the market so if you if you want to take a scrub then there you go 501 501 750 to 1 um that's probably enough on the DP World Tour Championship. That's probably going to go to one of the top three in the market. Um, let's go over to the RSM Classic. Ludwig Aberg is the favourite. I think we get used to saying that. 14 to one. Russell Henley 18 to one. Brian Harmon 20 to one. Cameron Young 20 to one. Corey Connors 28 to one. Jason, were you tempted by any one of those five
1: players? Let me click over. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly, I was wrong about Aberg um I didn't, I didn't it wasn't i didn't doubt his i didn't doubt his i did yeah i didn't doubt his ability i just didn't expect him to be able to do this for so long yeah he's just brilliant isn't he um and and hands up um it's gonna be hard to knock out any um was i tempted by an Palmer was obviously very interesting obviously first real start since um when the Open Young should be doing better this year shouldn't he Connors makes no appeal at that price no. um, is that where you stopped yeah uh yes that's where I stopped yeah. Henley was I know yeah it wouldn't surprise me to see a win this by miles um but no none of them made any appeal whatsoever interestingly I just it's just one of those events that
0: and this obviously depends on field strength and maybe this is slightly top heavier than we've had in the past but i think there's actually been more winners outside the top 300 in the rankings than there has been in the top 50 um in the world rankings from this event like it just seems to be one where you know these these maiden people break through um seven i've got the stat here seven of the 13 winners here ranked 174th or worse in the world rankings one of them was inside the top 25 and that was kevin kisner um more winners ranked outside the top 300 that's three than inside the top 50 which is two um so i think that was taylor gooch and uh kisner i've already mentioned 10 of the 13 winners have been 35 or under um charles howe the oldest winner at 39 mackenzie hughes the youngest at 25 17 of the 13 were 30 or younger so it's been a good event really for kind of breakthrough winners um yeah but but, then but then your field
1: is full of Break your piece, isn't it? If, yeah, exactly if you're that. fighting to keep your car, then you're a good chance that you haven't done a lot. Yeah. Um, or oh, I certainly haven't done a lot this year. Um, you know, and as the last two weeks, although although obviously Eric Graham really was quite well backed, um, and obviously Vijay, they both show massive hints yeah. um, of form. I mean, okay, Vijay was only literally the week before, but they weren't shocks, really. I mean, it's a lovely story and all that, and, and you know, for both of them. Which you know, we can't concern ourselves with when we're looking at this, but um, and the stories are there. And I'm sure if I mean, Carl Yuan, who we spoke about last week, yeah, um, is is sitting on 125, um, and it'd be a lovely story if he does something and keeps his card. But there's there's hints, isn't there? So they're not shocks, no, necessarily.
0: Well, when you you look at so Adam Svensson was won last year he was 150 to 1 but he was playing good golf on and off yeah. throughout the season wasn't he taylor gooch the year before that 40 to had shown it robert streb was one of those 350 to one winners but he'd already won it four years or five years prior to that six years maybe um tyler duncan was potentially a bit of a surprise winner at the time but i don't remember the form but yeah it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag of players that win here i think it's one of those ones where the way i look at it and the reason i kind of framed it in that way is are we using those five as a great boost for everyone else's value thinking they're not going to win and they're just kind of here to get one more event in before the time's up or are we concerned about those five or that yeah those five players kind of taking up places
1: well steve Rawlings sometimes does a a lay the field yeah um but and and i must be honest i think i haven't worked it out because i'm lazy um (laughs) But adding those up, I mean, what have you got? 7, 6, 13, 13, 16, 19, and give or take 5, 24, 24, 28, 28, 30 maybe. Um, you know, you're only laying 3 to 1, those 5 to get beat. It's probably a bit more than that, to be honest. It's probably going to be near 7 to 2. Um, I don't think that's a bad lay, to be honest.
0: No. I, I I use it as a great. You've boosted the price of the people that I do fancy this week. And that's yeah, you could do like, it either way,
1: either yeah. way, yeah. Um, I you could lay you could lay each of them and then yeah. watch them, and if they drifted, you could back them or, you know, lay the field as Steve used to do and, yeah. and play about that way. But you that do. might be a better way of doing it.
0: And also, you do get the the kind of potential that your player, one of these top lot, is. You know, a little bit further back after round one because they've played seaside and a bit of wind of whatever. Um Adam Spencer was 108th last year after round one, 43rd after round two, and then third after round three, Um and then won it. Um, yeah, you
1: can always back and back, can't you? Yeah.
0: That that that's the unusual um path because Charles Howe went wire to wire. Tyler Duncan was fifth after round one, Strobe third, Taylor Gooch sixth. So most of the time you've got to be in and actually four of the last five winners have been the thirty-six hole leader and three of them have been 54 leaders as well so actually keeping your neck in front um is important here but it's yeah it's an interesting tournament i, I actually really like
1: this event um, sorry have we have we had the the the, the vital, you know we haven't had that sort of um, vital uh, elements to it so so the top 50 obviously are Get into all the signature events next year. Yeah, um, fifty to sixty get into Pebble and Genesis Riviera, I think, and then top obviously one two five keep your card, and then down to one fifty you get X. So have you had? I, I mean, I know it's been important in terms of keeping card, but I can't remember that. And obviously the top fifty in the world, but I can't remember that we have we had so many. Maybe I'm wrong that um, we had so many um, subplots within it. Um, which might make it a little it's bit more interesting. A bit
0: like, bit like the old I FedEx see. where no one knows yeah. who's 23rd and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw on um, that Ben on on Twitter was talking about, you know, Aberg has, has got a lot of work to do to get into those kind of signature events. And then um, Bob Harig pointed out that there are still invites for those events and they'll obviously get one if he doesn't get into the side of the top. So there is... There are nuances to those kind of subplots again. But if you look at the so fifty one to sixty right now, um, you know, knocking on that kind of top fifty is Bo Hostler, Matt Kuchar, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, Nick Hardy, Alex Smally, Luke List, JJ Sporn and Sam Ryder. Now, the fact that Luke List hasn't managed to get himself any higher after a win and a couple of really good finishes surprises me. Um and then the Yeah. And then and then sixty one onwards is Couple of other players. We I mean, got noran 64, Van Royen 65th, um Aaron Rice 72nd. So there's there's players there that um, you know have got big weeks ahead of them. Yeah, it's it certainly I I love this event anyway. I love the kind of two course nature of it. It's only you know one round at the Plantation it's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I quite like it and the field's good. But let's go on to um, our first pick. I think it's, you know it's me and you agree on. J.T. Poston. Um, I figured this might be one of those one and done J.T. Postons for you. Um, I don't think it's quite that much this week, but his form is is really solid, isn't it? The moment seventh at the Wyndham Championship, twenty fourth at St. Jude, where he's eighth after thirty six holes, twenty second at the BMW Championship, he was much better after thirty six holes, and then the only one so far this in the full series, he was third at the Shriners. Um, So current form absolutely top notch, and look, he's been feast or famine here he's missed five cuts but then finished 14th and 21st the other two times i think he's actually an improved player on both of those appearances even from last year when he's obviously got his wins before so i uh, i really like jt posting at 33 to one uh, which i think you can get eight places on that and he's been seventh and second in rates scan approach his last two as well so he's hitting the ball well in good current form i think he's a great bet
1: my only problem with, with posting is I, I had a feeling that he was going to be extremely well-backed. I think it's actually going to be another one of our bets, if you've agreed with me on the other one. Um, and it hasn't gone well. Yeah. Uh, I think is won when the whole world's been on, except for me. Um, <laughs> and the rest of them have been not great. But, yeah, I, I think that it, they, they underestimate him at 33-1, definitely. Yeah, no, completely agree. Bermuda form's great as well. Yeah. I don't mind the US, six at PJ West Telf Fatspa, like The Heritage, Seventh Sedgefield. That's only this year. Um anyway, yeah. Just, yeah, a, potential just to a, very, be a bit better class, isn't
0: he? Yeah, very good player. Just below the kind of top class players in here, but not too dissimilar from well he's he's ahead of Cameron Young in terms of career, isn't he? Um in terms of wins. I know Cameron Young's obviously had those major finishes, but um you know just for getting the job done in these types of events uh Posting is clear, isn't he? So, um yeah, I love the fact that he's slightly off the mark there. Brad is starting with Justin Sir, who played here last year, finished 66th, but was actually third after round one and 15th after, after round two. Um He's obviously in good current form with 10th and 4th place finishes in his last two starts. The only thing I would say about Sir is that seems all too similar at the moment. He was the 54-hole leader at Zozo, finished 10th. Um That's absolutely fine. It was a strong field. And then he was inside the top four for the last three rounds of the Worldwide Technology Championship. He just feels like a player that always seems to be up there after one or two rounds and then fades. But I don't know if that's just a feeling or whether that is uh, the truth. But I haven't quite got the Justin Sir at 33 to 1 mindset just yet. No, not if you've got posted at the same price. No, Absolutely. Um, Alex Noran's going to be pretty popular. That's, that's a given, considering the way he played last week.
1: Um, it's interesting is yeah, playing really well and he plays the two European tour events brilliantly as well Ned Bank yeah. and, um, and this week yeah by rhythms that's the one <laughs>
0: um, but yeah I, I, I mean I can't actually see Noren winning but he wasn't as convincing as I'd expected him to be um, yes I know Vijaygas seemed destined to win in the end but um, yeah it was, wasn't as good as I was expecting um, Luke List
1: Jason Uh, Yeah, I think um, anywhere that I see, if Davis Love has cut a blade of grass um, (laughs) or, you know, or any way there's a connection with Pete Dye, as we know from the last X amount of times we've covered Luke List on a Davis Love slight connection, I'll be on him. Um, Yeah, 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 there we are. I mean, let's start with uh, his Bermuda form. Uh, He won the Sawgrass Valley, which is a Pete Dye. Um, he's also won uh, the St. George's Classic, uh, which is a Davis Love design. Obviously, Davis Love and Pete Dye um, are very, very well-connected. Um, 11th at Plantation, 23rd at Zurich when he was better at, uh, uh, after three rounds. 23rd at Bermuda last week when he hit four great rounds, to be honest with you. He did tie with uh, Axe Batty, so I do know what happened in 20th place. <laughs> um, 58th on the FedEx rankings, as you rightly point out. So. He has got motivation to do very well this week. Uh, at the moment, he, he's covered in in a lot of the tournaments, plus um, is it Pe- yeah, Pebble and uh, Riviera. Yeah. But if he makes the top fifty, then he's in for everything next year. Yeah. Um, in flying form, he's made his last six cuts. Um, obviously, smashes the ball off the tee, which is absolutely fine around here. Um, his uh, course form has made four out of seven cuts in tw- uh, 2016. He was 81st late first after first round, finished 13th. 4th uh, in 2018, where he came from 21st after two rounds. 10th in 21, where he was 55th after the first round and 5th after three. And although he missed the cut in 2022, his opening 68 left him in 46th place. Um, he likes the course. He likes the designer. He likes the greens. He's playing well. He's got motivation. Done.
0: Yeah, and I just I just think he's just being because people don't believe Luke list is going to win twice in a, in a yeah, you said that the last three weeks I haven't you? Have to be, yeah. Since he won. Yeah. And yeah. uh, it's been the same thing every time and I I think that's a pretty lame like reason to, to not go with
1: eight him. Places, eight places in this field is yeah. is, is very gettable, for him, isn't it.
0: But like even when he was eighteenth the week after he won, he was sixth after two rounds and then he was forty fifth at the in Mexico, but he had a opening sixty six where he was twelfth and then a weekend sixty eight. And then last week, got better every day, 69, 68, 66, 66. Like, he's only got to go a couple of better in almost all of those events to, to kind of place for you. And he's coming to an event. And, of course, you quite rightly point out, he, he's very comfortable at 4th, 10th and 13th. So um, just the way he's playing. It, I, I looked at basically three, four players in this range. I looked at Kucha at 40-1. to I looked at Loot List and I looked at Brendan Todd. Um, and I just... I just think the list is the easiest one to hang your hat on, so
1: that's yes, right. yes. Sorry Tom, over the last eight weeks he, I know there's not been a lot of tournaments, but he's thirty to green in the last eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, if you take that over further, he's actually second, I think, in the last fifteen weeks for Yeah. And twenty fifth in ball striking for the season and he's playing as well as he has. So yeah. really in a field where okay, he's under he's not I would not say he's under pressure. But there are a lot of players that are under an awful lot more pressure. Yeah. Um, he knows he's playing next year and he's probably going to be playing in a couple of decent events so you know i, I think i think there's an awful lot that, that points to some good things happening
0: you, you mentioned Batia off the top when we were talking about the rsm classic i actually think the value on him is actually
1: right at 50 to 1. yeah it's very good value
0: yeah.
1: very good value yeah i just it was all over the place yeah last week and um uh, maybe for next year now. Maybe I'll just wait for next year. And, and, yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I have think a bit it's... of maturity and, a, and a you know, a couple of months off to to think about how he's going to progress and stuff like that. Because he will, I think. I think he will progress. Uh, but I don't want to be on. It is good value. I, I agree with you. he yeah. was eighteen to one last week.
0: Yeah, that that's my kind of thinking. It's just like he didn't do an awful lot wrong. I know you said he was all over the place a little bit, and then that is the argument with him is he can get a bit sort of wayward, but. I mean, he's got a massive reason. I don't. I guess he can't actually get himself in that kind of top yeah. sixty and fifty range, even with the wins. It probably doesn't matter. But like, it's it's interesting. He had a sixty-one here last year. Um, yeah, even he's that type it, of player, is he?
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. He's been pushed out far too big. But. You know, it's the End I, of the year and, and
0: do what you want. Yeah, I had I had someone else in the range in the end, and it was Taylor Pendrith. Uh, I was on him last week. It, at... 28 to 1, um, 60 to 1 was the best price when I was doing it. He's now 50 to 1, but it's fine. Um, look, he's just playing really, really solidly. And I just don't really understand. He fits exactly what I want from an RSM Classic winner in the sense that he's been there in recent years in contention. He's won at lower levels. He's shown that he can get over the line in, in the hunt. And he's playing really solidly. He, was, he obviously missed the cut of the Fortinet, but he was actually not that bad there, uh, 74-70. Third at the Shriners, 15th at the uh, Worldwide Technology and eighth at the Bermuda Championship. And interestingly, what really caught my eye is he's got better after every round in every single event over the last three 3 uh, three-week stretch. So at the Shriners, he was 30th after round one into 11th round two, fourth after round three, third after round four. Uh, The Worldwide Technologies, uh, 101st after round one, then 46th, 28th and 15th. And then last week, 15th, 18th, 11th, 8th. It's really pleasing to me that someone like Pendriff is picking up as the week goes on rather than shooting out into a fast start and kind of fading. Um, And then when you look at his two course starts here or two event starts, we've got the multi-course here, 26th on debut and then 15th last year. He was actually 6th going into the final round. I think Pendriff has got plenty to offer. I think he's someone that is waiting to win and he's 50 to one eight places i think is still fine in this field
1: i think i thought he's fine in this field yeah i think yeah can't argue with you bermuda forms great second twice at um, san antonio but that was COVID year so knows what that was about um fifth at bermuda 15th at sawgrass and windham or top 15 at sawgrass or windham should i say. Yeah. Uh, RSM New Orleans, top 30, in Mexico, obviously miles better event, and at Bermuda last week. Yeah, absolutely. Last three, last three um, recorded events: Teeter Green, eighth, twelfth, and seventh. Comes to course he likes, got distance. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this look. This is an event that people look at and go, look, shorter hitters can contend, and there, there is an element of accuracy to it, but it's always. Easier to be accurate with the shorter clubs. And if you've got a distance element to it, then it's a it's a big advantage, isn't it? So I do like the kind of effortless power that Loot List and, and Pendriffs can put into it. So um, they're the kind of each way plays there. I went into Mackenzie Hughes next, who actually was a 100 to 1 uh, when I was doing my article um, on OddsChecker. That was kind of the American odds obviously don't factor in each way terms. You can get 80 to 1 uh, with 6 places, 70 to 1 I think it is with 8 places for Mackenzie Hughes. I was just really impressed with that kind of bounce back from a really poor one of form uh, to finish 7th in Mexico with rounds of 65 and 63. It is kind of a concern Jason, it could just be one week and it's a bit of a fresh in the pan and Mackenzie Hughes is just as likely to do that and, and miss the cut as he is to, to kind of build on it. But you look at his form here, he's got a first and a second, and both times he opened with a 61. So for some reason, he absolutely loves going around here. He was 17th in ball striking in the, the Worldwide Technology Championship, so 23rd in total driving, 19th in greens and regulation. I just think 70 to 1 about a person that's won on the PGA Tour and has won here um, in particular is is probably slightly too big considering we're not... We're not saying that the top lot can't win but we're, we're saying that they can be beaten and this is a two-time winner that's one this course. I just think that's absolutely fine for me Mackenzie Hughes that's no argument anyone else for you uh
1: Matt Naismith at okay. three figures I did look at a few I've looked at Kelly Craft who I'm going to put in the top 20. Yeah. playing really well led the approaches at the Shriners 8th tee at green third approaches at the Sands and Farms 23rd Teeter at green um, got married at Sea Island, so has very, very good memories. Uh, currently number 157, so does need to do a little bit of work. Um, but, of course, he was a US amateur winner that beat Patrick Cantley. Um, mm. So, look, they can't all be great. Um, I looked at him. He's probably going to be a top 20 bet, I think, playing really well. he's been catching the eye. And, again, on um, tour tips, he's actually top 10 for uh, currency to green um and i think 11th over 15 weeks so um yeah i thought kelly craft was quite interesting but yeah the other one is matt naysmith at three figures repeats form um at the right courses to be honest science farm 17th night 25 at the shriners uh he's got a second eighth 14th and 18th And round here he's uh got a 14th with an opening i oh, sorry second round uh 65 um, 15th with a second round 63, closed in uh, with a final round 65 in 2021 um, and yeah, he missed the cut last year but 70-69 isn't too horrendous. Um, green's in reg, he led the field at Science and Farms three tournaments ago, 25th at Shriners, 5th at the Zozo, so he's hitting plenty of greens. I know these are big greens anyway um, and, and I just thought that yeah, he's coming to a form um, coming to a course that he can play on there is a reason for him to play well being number 73 um, length might be an issue um, i don't he's, he's not exactly short. Sure. he's just not one of the, the longest yep. um, and he's a fairly local lad so uh, i thought three figures probably um i think it's the first time i've looked at maysmith for about two years um, but i did think at three figures i thought it was far too big yeah
0: I completely agree um brad is finishing his off with a pair of former winners in this event uh he's gone with austin cook who i believe where is he in the betting um he is one a 200 to one eight places and he's also going kevin kisner is 150 to one eight places um look the the case is is clear for both of them in the sense that they play well at this golf course um Austin Cook's got a win in the 11th and Kevin Kisner. Um, first, fourth, fourth, seventh, second, 29th last year when playing dismally. Um, the the one we worry with Kisner is is he actually still alive. Um, he showed a little right. bit of life, didn't he? Um, 11th after round one at the Sons and Farms, which I guess if Brad was here is what he would kind of point to um, as showing signs of life before a big event of his. But I'm just can't remember the last time I saw Kisner actually uh,
1: put four rounds together. Funny uh, isn't it? Kisner, Berger, Tipson. Yeah. You know, the, the you know, I said it for years and years and years. Now put the three together yeah. um, and they're flying at certain courses and now none of them can hit a, a barn door.
0: No. That is the right terminology as well. Um, the other one I've looked at is a massive two hundred and seventy five to one in the States. Uh, he's two hundred to one here eight places because obviously it. going more each way here he's got no form to speak of at this event um he's actually missed two cuts from three um so i'm not selling it so far obviously he was 53rd in his only other appearance where he did make the cut but kramer hickok is just i like the fact that in three of the last four events he's been 35th at the sands and farms 69 and 68 that week 15th for the Worldwide Technology Championship, where he was 6th after Round one, fifth after Round 2, and 7th after Round 3. And then last week, uh, 13th for the Bermuda, he was 67, 65, 66 the first three rounds. Now, the obvious um, common denominator in those two or three starts there is that he couldn't finish it off after four rounds. But for someone that's playing that well for three rounds out of four in two of his last three events, I think is you know, pretty overpriced at 200 to of the eight places. I know it's not a course that he's necessarily been, you know, played well in the past, but he was fourth in ball striking last week, 18th the week before in Mexico, both of those times, 12th and third in greens regulation. So he's obviously hitting the ball really nicely. This is a player that lost that monumental eight-hole playoff against Harris English um, at the Travellers. So it's not like he's not got kind of contending form. He was also fourth at the Houston Open in 2021. Again, these are very... know snippets but we're talking about someone that's 200 to 1 in a relatively weak field by the time we get down to these kind of odds and I'm just looking at kind of his form and and where he's played his best golf we've already talked about Bermuda last week but he was 8th at Bermuda in 2020 10th at the Corrales 19th at the Sony Open 20th again at the Sony Open 14th at the Honda 21st at the Honda he likes a bit of wind it's just it's clear that he loves that kind of wind factor he's done well at the amex 21st so he's played the multi-course rotation pretty well i just think the way he's hitting the ball um and the conditions that he's played well in, in the past kramer hickok interests me at 201 eight places um not someone i'm gonna get massively excited about because he's gone miscut 54 miscut here in three starts but i do think there's there's some value based on the fact that he's got back-to-back top 15 finishes That's me. That is me done for the RSM Classic. There's there's a million names, Jace, that we could probably add to these uh, in terms of shortlist. Is there anyone you wanted to mention?
1: Um, no, not really. Um, Peter Malignati, I thought, was potentially had a chance of first round lead or something. But we're just playing games now with 10 pences here and there, so I'll leave it but- as it is.
0: Whaley and Duncan, I think you mentioned. It's to actually,
1: me. amazing for a, for a multiple winner, hundred one. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got certain players that just drift. You know, um, I mean, you know, he's twenty seventh. He's been putting him on tall tips on the overall rankings this week, and he was fifth. He's only played this three times on fifth in two thousand nineteen. He's hundred to one. Um, yeah, big prices. Anyway. Yeah. There we are. There you go.
0: I think that's it i think that's it um let's summarize our picks which is going to be very difficult for me to do because i have going to unwrap the brains of how many people i've talked about now but in the dp world tour championship i'm going with matt fitzpatrick at 14 to 1 five places nikolai Hoygaard 25 to 1 with the five places and alexander bjork at 55 to 1 with the five places uh brad has gone with minwoo lee eighteen to one, uh, Adrian Ronk I think it was thirty to one. Um and Valamaki at hundred to one. Um or hundred and ten to one is the best price you can get on those on that pick there. Uh
1: Jason, your picks in the DBL Tour Championship. Uh Tyrrell Hatton at fourteens, but if you can get ten to one without the top three, then that's surely yep. the bet, And uh, Ryan Fox without the top three.
0: Yep, absolutely. What was he? He was uh twenty. 20, so 20. Top yeah three, sorry, twenty, I? I think you said 20, uh, yeah so yeah, like
1: that anything at all on the each way or just just taking with that without the top three uh no I'll, I'll just take it with that I can't see Fox holding them all off yeah um, I can see Hatton holding them off but I can't see Fox holding them off, so I'll do it with that no, fair enough
0: um over in the RSM classic I'm with JT post and 33 to one eight places uh I've got Luke List at 45 to one eight places Taylor Pendriff 50 to one eight places And then Mackenzie Hughes there is 70 to 1, 8 places, 80 to 1, 8 places if you want to go that bold. Um, And then I do think it's worth looking at Kramer Hickok, 200 to 1, probably more of a top 20, top 40 play. Um, Brad has gone for Justin Sir, who is 33 to 1 now, Austin Cook, 150 to 1, and Kevin Kisner at 150 to 1 as well. Jason your three picks.
1: Uh, yeah Luke and Taylor Pendrith. I agree around about, well, about 45 50 whatever you get on them um and uh Matt Naismith at there is some one two five I think about Matt Smith and Kelly Craft um top 20.
0: cool uh Austin Cook was actually 200 to one uh, so eight places for Brad there so done a bit of a disservice saying 150 to one um that's it two good tournaments um like you say we could have the top three in the market all playing very well and it'll be a really good event um it could get really interesting if those top three don't play well so either way it should be a good good event good course uh good finish to dp world tour and then over the rsm classic we've got some subplots uh plenty going on in the last full series event of 2023 on that note season finishing for the dp world tour um this week and then you've got the end of anything really important on the pj tour in 2023 full stop so we are probably going to take a break at this point um we might do something on the um, joeberg open in november uh 23rd i think it is that we do that we might do sa open championship it'll all just depend on availability and uh interest i think at that point but there's no pga to talk about after this week uh so there'll be a decent break so let us know if you have any questions if you've got people that you want to bet you know we're both available uh on twitter or x whatever you want to call it these days um but we might not have any more podcasts left for 2023 any closing statements jason in that respect
1: uh yeah just sadly this is going to be my last podcast for a while um personal circumstances uh dictate that um yeah, that it's gonna be my last my last podcast for a while on here. So I uh, just wanna thank you Tom for yeah. starting this three years ago. <clears throat> or however long ago more than three years ago, is it two hundred and seventy odd episodes now, isn't it? Yeah, it's been I think a, I've done a a, probably about maybe two hundred. Yeah two hundred of those definitely yeah uh interviewed some really good people during lockdown. It's been enormously great fun. Um, had a couple of nice one-and-dones that helped the old bank balance. <laughs> they were good, weren't they? Yeah, I those JT Um Yeah, yeah, they were good old, uh, good chats and, and, and good to see them go home. Um, and it's been very, very enjoyable, but, um, you know, all good things must come to uh, maybe a temporary end. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank thanks very much for anybody that's um, um, messaged me or, or you know, had a go at me or whatever you want to do <laughs> or discuss desserts or anything like that. It's been great fun. I hope to come back uh, at some point. Um, but for now, Tom, yeah, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. You've done a great job here, built it up from uh, a podcast that we thought 50 people would listen to, to um, going on, you know, going on American, you know, sports radio and uh, building up a really good listenership. Uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been great fun. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens yeah
0: i mean as you say there we, we thought 50 people might listen to it and to be honest that was how many people were listening to it the first uh first few months right like it was it was never easy um these things take a lot of time i think anyone that ever asks us you know how do you make a successful podcast or how did you get this or how did you get that like it's just consistency as jason said there he's been on 200 episodes obviously there's, there's been 275 episodes this so i've been on 275 of them so um you know it does it does require a lot of effort and just from my part, Jason, like you know, big thank you. This wouldn't have been a podcast. I mean, we started it um, with interviews, right? That was our that kind of first thing that we did uh, during lockdown. It was a good time to to get hold of players. We have got some really nice interviews in there. I think it was ranging from kind of the Will Wilcox and the Ryan frenchs of the world, right Oh, so
1: uh, Will Wilcox is caddying. Isn't he's it, caddying for Ryan
0: Gerrard this week. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so we've had him on there. We've had Meg McLaren. We've had you know, Hannah from National Club Golf all the way through to kind of Will Zalasaurus and, and people like that. So, you know, that that was the basis of the podcast. We then realised very quickly that you need a staple show. Um, and the one thing that we both enjoyed doing and the thing that we most involved in was betting. So that was a natural uh, selection was to do that weekly. Um, so, yeah, Jason, thank you very much for your for your effort over the, the three years. It has been over three years now, three and a half years. 200 episodes let's say there's probably a few more that we can attribute to you there as well um but yeah anyone that's obviously enjoyed jason's thoughts you know send money
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: send money so we'll, we'll we'll set up a little
1: uh we'll set up a little
0: GoFundMe for jason um, in, in his in his absence and send him some money but no just go and go and send some thoughts to, to jason on on x or twitter or whatever we want to call it these days um let him know that you appreciate having him on here and, and we certainly do. Um, and yeah, that's, that's probably as nice as I'm going to be about him for forever um, because we do like to give each other shit on here um, as much as we like to sing each other's praises. So yeah, go and go and tell Jason what you have had for pudding and then tell him that you enjoyed having him on there for 200 episodes. Um, and then hopefully as he said, it was temporary and, and we can have him back next year. But um, anytime you can come back on Jason, you're more than welcome. You know, there's an open invite for you and uh, thank you very much for your efforts. It. Thank you guys, and uh, if that's the break now until the new year, then obviously just get in touch with uh, any talk that you want about picks. If not, we'll let you know when there's going to be another show out. But for now, it looks like I'm going to be a bit of a break.